So, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Development Tactics Podcast. Today, as you can see in the background, we are having one of those sites that I have been on for the past three years, four years. It is the cnbcmakeit.com, I guess. Yes, well, it's actually cnbc.com slash make it, make dash it. Um, it is kind of, I don't want to say a classic site, but... You know, it's it's all about making more money. It's all about uh, self-development-ish things and work-ish things and financial-ish things. Um, yeah, sometimes the headlines are a bit, hmm. For example, this mom makes 760k a year in passive income and lives on a sailboat. And there is a quote, I work just 10 hours a week. Of course, it might be actually very interesting to see and or hear that story um, since... It is quite some money. Um, it is not millions and trillions, but um, it is, I think, fairly enough to live a pretty good life. But what I actually want to go through is the one on the left, which is 93% of employers want to see soft skills on your resume. Here are eight of the most in-demand ones. I mean, in the end, I think it makes sense which ones are important, but still, um, I found it pretty interesting that apparently 93% of employers want to see them on your resume. Um, I'd actually like to see the data on that. But yeah, when applying for a job, there are many ways to optimize your resume. You can check the listing to see where the employer's priorities lie in terms of experience and make sure to highlight what is most important to them. For example, you can include any major achievements like exceeding sales goals and you can include a link to your LinkedIn profile. One group of skills career experts say is crucial to include is your soft skills and overwhelming majority of 93% of employers say soft skills play a critical role in their decision about whom they want to hire. Ian Siegel, co-founder and CEO of ZipRecruiter, said in the company's recent report, the job market outlook for grads. Which is interesting. I think I know ZipRecruiter because of whatever add I guess but yeah soft skills include a wide variety of abilities I would say in general communication is very high on that list right now considering how people are working in very different situations hybrid situations says Kristen Kelly chief marketing officer at career builder as an example so there we have a list the first one is communication skills number of job listing the skill 6.1 million Customer service, number of jobs listing the skill, 5.5 million. Scheduling, number of jobs listing the skill, 5 million. Time management skills, 3.6 million. Project management, 2.8 million. Analytical thinking, 2.7 million. And the ability to work independently, 2 million. And then we have flexibility with a mere 1.3 million. What do I think though? Um, <laughs> yes. Time management skills, well, yes, it is a soft skill. But I don't know if project fucking management is a soft skill. I don't know. Hard, hard to say. When it comes to the importance of communication, in part, as Kelly says, that's a result of the new remote and hybrid work arrangements that rely heavily on tech. How you respond to someone who sent you an email matters. She says, an example, formally responds to them in 24 hours. The importance of communication is also a result of various companies, recent diversity, equity, and inclusion. 
initiatives to be a diverse and inclusive player, says Xiorjin, I guess, Huang, co-founder and CEO of Fairy Good Boss, Fairy God Boss. You have to work with all different kinds of people, which means you have to be able to communicate effectively with all different kinds of people, which just really makes sense and yada, yada, yada. Um, a big issue that I'm seeing here is, well, <laughs> actually it's also the case with uh, hard skills, that when I'm writing them into my resume, uh, of course I can back it with work that I've previously done with the experience that I'm having and this might actually be the reason why so many um, jobs or bosses or or uh, people that are just hiring they they need to see some experience because I can write down whatever the fuck I want and say I did this I did that and uh, I did the other thing and hope that this person is is hiring me but when I can back it with real world examples then you know there's a bit more truth to it. On the other hand, when I'm saying, well, I'm a really big analytical thinker in my fucking resume, how can I, how can I prove that? I think it is it's rather difficult to do so. Suze Orman, this is the number one investment to make now. Financial psychologist, money advice you're getting on social media may be totally inappropriate. These are the best and worst places to live in the world, and none are in the US. Let's check it out. I want to see. This week, the Economist, uh, Economist Intelligence Unit, the EIU, released a global livable index ranking of the top 10 best and 10 worst places to live in the world in 2020. I'm sorry, 2022. <laughs> The index scored 172 cities in five categories, culture, healthcare, education, infrastructure, and entertainment. Cities in Scandinavia dominated the list of most livable cities thanks to the stability and good infrastructure in the region. These cities' inhabitants are supported by good healthcare and numerous opportunities for culture and entertainment. According to the index, year-after-year cities in Austria and Switzerland tend to rank high among quality-of-life lists thank to their well-developed social market economy. Although 18 different countries are represented on these lists, you won't find the US ranked in the top 10 on either one. A representative for EIU told CNBC make it via email that Atlanta, Georgia ranked as the most livable US city at number 26 on the list, while Washington DC came in close behind at number 30. Um, yes. I don't know what this is due to, maybe we can find a bit more in uh, the latter part of this article here. Number one best place to live in the world is Vienna, Austria. Um, overall rating is 95.1 out of 100, stability 95, healthcare 83.3. Why? Culture and environment 98.6, education 100 and infrastructure also 100. Uh, first is the best place to live in the world. It held the position in 2018 and 2019, but slipped to 12th place in 2022. Uh, 2021, I'm sorry. I do wonder what uh, place... It's actually very interesting, you know, that 2018, 2019, what about 2020? But we're having uh, Vienna, first place in Copenhagen, Second place, Zurich, actually Zurich, 
third place, fourth place is Calgary in Canada, then fifth Vancouver in Canada, then the, the sixth Geneva or Geneva, Genf, Switzerland, seventh Frankfurt, eighth Toronto. Actually, Canada seems to have a few on the list. Amsterdam and the tenth is Osaka and Melbourne, apparently. And the number one worst place to live in the world is Damascus in Syria. Stability 20, healthcare 29, culture 40, education 33, and infrastructure 32. And here's, just the, here's the rest of the top 10 worst places. Uh, Tehran, uh, Dawala, Hare, Dhaka, Bangladesh, Port Moresby, Karachi, Algaris, Tripoli, Lagos, interesting actually, and Damascus. Syria. Um, what the cities in the world is all seem to have in common are some serious social issues and safety concerns. For example, the index stated that Damascus place on the list is likely a result of the social unrest, terrorism and conflict affecting the Syrian city. Lagos, the cultural capital of Nigeria, made the list because according to the US Department of State, it is known for crime, terrorism, civil unrest, kidnapping and maritime crime. I'm sorry. No, uh, maritime crime, it's right. Um, I would actually like to see the list of 2021 and 2020. Um, something that I want to say is, yes, Vienna is a beautiful city. Um, I can actually only, and, and um, Amsterdam is also a very beautiful city. Haven't seen that much of Zurich and Genf or Geneva, but still, um, beautiful city. I don't know why healthcare is rated 83. I don't know how it could be better, but I'm actually very interested to see um, if there was one city with uh, a hundred score. I would actually really be interested in seeing what uh, what 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 made it that high. Because, I mean, in the end, in Austria, there is the same healthcare system in every place. Culture and environment. I mean, it is a big city. Which, apparently, doesn't have to say anything. Um, education, 100. I mean, there is a university and many things to study there. But I wonder, an infrastructure also 100. I mean, there's the metro. But yeah, I still want to see... Let's see. Let's see what we can find here. Can you see this as well? Yes, you can. Nope. Global Livables Ranking. There's also a Wikipedia page. 2022 results, 2021 results. 2021, the top 10 cities were Oakland, New Zealand, Osaka, Adelaide, Wellington, Tokyo, Perth, Zurich, Geneva, and so on. So, in general, Australia is also having a lot of cities on the list. Then the 20, 22 results were the ones that we have already gone through. Then we're having the 2019 results. Vienna top spot with a 99.1 score. That's 
and also in 2022 by the way. Did I Overall 95.1, that's actually wrong, apparently, according to Wikipedia at least. I don't know what the right ones then are. 2019 also, uh, kind of actually the same ones as in 2018 and 2017, we're having Melbourne in the first place. And apparently Melbourne being actually also a very livable, very, very livable city and also Helsinki there we can see on the ranking and Hamburg as well Melbourne Melbourne apparently Melbourne has been in the top 10 for every single year but no every single year as far as I can see here which is really interesting I would like to see whether on the IEU site we have a bit more to read solutions insights yes okay thanks videos global themes webinars solutions insights well maybe I can find something on it at some point there is a summary but I don't want to download it anyway hope you're gonna see you next time